Hi, and welcome to Friends of Brother Adam. My name is Dennis, and I'll be your host for this evening. So this evening, it's a, a kind of a special time because I am actually recording on two different um, platforms. I'm going to be recording on a podcast platform as well as library. So <laughs> there's going to be some things that... Uh, and library is, is a video platform, but for right now I'm not uh, recording uh, my face or anything, just, uh, just to make things a little simpler. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so um, welcome, and uh, Friends of Brother, Brother Adam is a podcast and now a video cast um, in which we talk about things concerning beekeeping, and also we are in the process of um, going through a beekeeping production technician course, and it is uh, one of those um, courses where, of co- because we're on um, podcast and we're not in person, I wouldn't be able to give you a certificate for it, but it's for your learning and your your. Uh, listening pleasure, <laughs> as we say. Um, and as we go through, we will be uh, chatting a little bit about certain subjects that you have to learn in order to become a good beekeeper. Um, and so <laughs> we, uh, we, we touch on those points. You can reach me if you're interested in, in contacting me. You can reach me at fatbeehoneyranch, all small letters, at gmail.com. Um, I uh, get a lot of responses from my podcast and and you're able to contact me so that I can um, answer your questions and include things that you're requesting in the podcast and video cast now. Um, And tonight we're going to actually be covering something from chapter D1, that's Delta 1, Maintaining Hive Equipment. Uh, We're actually learning about hive equipment, so it's, uh, you know, something for the beginners and the uh, old beekeepers (laughs) that I, I know you guys listen. Um, It's something that you guys can find uh, different viewpoints. Um, As a Uh, beekeeping instructor. Um, Unfortunately, I had to learn a lot of this stuff on my own um, through sad experience and through happy experience. Um, And so I am um, relating some of my experiences as well as the stuff that's found in the book itself. Um, And Please, if you guys are able to, please make sure that you guys give me a five-star rating or a thumbs up or however the uh, platform uh, allows. And for library, if you guys want to send me a a few virtual cents, I really appreciate it. It uh, definitely helps out with that fragile male ego I have. (laughs) You know, I like like looking at the number of uh, listens and and, uh, the number of subscribers that we have here on on the podcast and video cast and it really i don't know it just makes me makes me happy on the podcast i am uh, not receiving any uh remuneration um unfortunately with the podcast um because i'm using free software <laughs> that's how i'm getting paid is the use of their free software to make this possible so um we're going to be talking today about 
maintaining hive equipment, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about frames. Um, if you're new to beekeeping, frames are um, a, the smallest component of a hive, really. Um, and believe it or not, you will actually spend the most money in your um, beekeeping uh, hobby and beekeeping business on frames and the stuff that goes on the frames, the stuff that goes in the frames. You'll be constantly moving frames. <laughs> Unfortunately, you'll leave a few frames outside and find out what the sun does to frames and the weather. <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately, you'll lean them beside the, the hive and have a deer step on them and find out what, uh, what a hoof print does to <laughs> frames as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, frames are very important. And there are a whole smack load of different kinds of frames. Um, in a previous podcast, we talked about um, different kinds of frames, such as uh, they have drone frames. And the drone frames are just uh, um, regular frames that have uh, plastic, uh, um, <laughs> medium, I'm, I'm just not remembering the, the name of it right now, but it has a, a piece of plastic um, as the face of the frame, and uh, that plastic is stenciled with the, the shape of a, a bee cell, a beehive or cell, and uh, the beehive cells are larger, and that tells the queen when she goes to put her tail in there, um, she knows that that larger area means that it's for a boy. And so she'll put a male egg in there, a drone egg in there. And uh, so that particular frame is used um, both for increasing your drone count in your, in your apiary, but it's also used as a method... Uh, one of the many methods that you have to use in order to get rid of mites. Um, mites, varroa mites, uh, live in the uh, cells with the bees, the larvae, and they suck the uh, fat and the blood from the larvae, and um, that's, that's what they eat. And they'll actually go in as they lay the eggs. They'll be in the... Um, the cell with the with the bee until the bee comes out uh, as a um, as an adult and usually when they go in with a drone they'll actually have two life cycles so they're laid in there with the or they go in there with the um, larva and then by time the the adult comes out they will have laid their babies and the babies will have also eaten on the drone and as they come out then two generations come out of that cocoon with the with the adult so if you're able to capture those mites in with the drone larva that's a great thing it cuts down on the amount of mites they take that drone um, frame out and they usually freeze it so that it kills all the mites then they scrape it off stick it in some bleach let it dry stick it back in the hive and uh, so that's just one type of frame um, the frames that we're going to be talking about oh and that frame usually is green it's like a lime green so that you won't mistake it for something else if the bees don't want to 
put out the um, energy to make drones, uh, what happens is they decide that they will fill it with honey. And so you might end up with a drone uh, frame with honey on it. In which case, you just pull it out, scrape it off, put the leavings in a plastic bag, smash it down, leave it on your counter. The next morning, you've got uh, wax and honey separated. You can pour off the honey and keep the wax and do whatever you want with it, you know? <laughs> um, maybe make that one of your small jar gifts to your friends. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so we have, um, we're going to be talking about some different frames. So let me read it to you here. Given that frames compromise a large portion of beekeepers' investment, discuss the choices available. So we're just going to go over a little of the choices of regular frames, not drone frames, and not queen-making frames. They are just the regular frames that you're going to be putting in there for brood, for honey, for all these kind of things. Um, you have self-spacing wooden frames made from pine or spruce, and they are the traditional favorites with beekeepers. That's, they're the ones that you usually see. Uh, they're usually designed so that 10 frames can fit in a box with a bit of room left over. Um, and depending on um, how you're going to run your, your apiary, whether you're going to run with uh, boxes with eight frames only available in them or boxes that you can put 10 frames in them, uh, a lot of times, um, like rifle magazines, you're going to put one less in the, in the hive, just like you put one less bullet in the magazine of a rifle, um, just because... Uh, you want to increase the space a little bit so that the, the bee space in between, they can build out their, their uh, comb a little bit farther. And um, what that does, if it's in a place where they're putting, um, where they're putting honey, uh, they'll increase the amount of honey that they actually put in each frame, and that's good for you as a beekeeper. Uh, also, uh, what it does is it makes it so that it's easier when you're looking down the brood frames that you can look straight down and most times you can see a queen cell on either side of the frame. Um, and then, of course, you look down it and then you lift up one box and you can look at the bottom of the frames and you can literally see every side of the frame without manipulating any of the frames. And that's one of the good things about uh, leaving one less in there. Um, however, you can fit 10 frames in there if you're, if you're really wanting to. And one of the reasons that you would put 10 frames in there is if you're getting ready to split. So if your main business is, like for example, what I'm trying to do with um, making queens and you need a bunch of larvae in order, larvae and uh, um, closed capped cells uh, of larva so that you can um, um, so that you can split it off and, and put it into other hives. Uh, you'll put 10 frames in there and you'll hope that all 10 frames get laid with eggs and then when it comes time to split what you do is you pull out the frames and you you know put three in a hive uh, three um, brood frames in a hive, and it really helps if they're cat brood so that they don't have any demands on the new hive. You know, they don't have to feed them. Um, and you put those three frames in, in each hive, and you have, you know, 
three new hives and one frame left over. And if you are doing multiple uh, hives, what you do is you just split them all out and you add up the one one left over with <laughs> three other boxes and then you have an extra an extra box as well, right? So, and that's what you do. Um, so that's that's the the pine frames that you can put 10 frames in the box. They also have self-spacing frames that automatically hold themselves the correct distance apart and can be obtained in eight, nine, or eight and nine frame spacings and either in Hoffman or Manly N-bar st si styles, excuse me. Manly N-bars are wide and straight from top to bottom and provide self-spacing as well as a follower board effect. Um, Hoffman N-bars are wide and straight at the top, one-third to half, and then taper to allow B passage at the bottom part. Uh, a straight end bar frames have narrow end bars and require metal or plastic spacers to be nailed permanently into the boxes to prevent the frames from pushing together too tightly for the bees to go in between and for them to make the comb on the frames. And laborious and unsatisfactory alternative is to space the frames manually each time the boxes are moved. And you can actually get a tool that does that. It's got little fingers on it and you just kind of set it and you space, space, space all the way across the box and you go to the other side and space, space, space. And you, you can, you can um, move them out. Um, there's a, there is a problem with um, metal spacers or plastic spacers. Uh, they will get bent up, and when they get bent up, they're not as easy to use. And the plastic frames, if you're dealing with uh, hives in a cold area like where I am, I'm in southern Alberta, um, and sometimes you're dealing with frames in, in the cold, especially when you have a nice raccoon who <laughs> pops your lid off and starts chucking frames everywhere and munching on them, um, and it's cold winter time, and you've got a you know, gather up what, whatever frames you can and put them back in the hive and, and hope you didn't have the hive killed off <laughs> because of the cold, uh, untopped hive. Um, you, can, you can not only break plastic frames, but you can break your plastic frame rests as well. So I usually don't suggest getting plastic frame rests. And if you get metal frame rests, um, you're going to run into the difficulty that... Um, you're going to get propolis on them and it's going to be really difficult because um, when you stick your hive tool in there to kind of pry them out, if you've got metal frames, there's not very much wiggle room for them to get wiggled and, and broken off the propolis. So I usually don't like them either, but you know, every beekeeper to his own. <laughs> um, also, uh, they have plastic Kaufman style frames that are available both with and without foundation. There's the word foundation. That's that middle piece of plastic um, that you put that has the uh, embossed uh, cell size on there. Um, so the foundation is built in and they don't require assembly. The plastic Hoffman style frames are they're useful if you're getting rid of the frames on the first season. <laughs> for me. Um, the, the issue with plastic frames is that um, it's been proven that wax moth larvae actually like 
plastic and they will eat plastic and uh, it's something that calls the wax moths to the, the hive, unfortunately. So you're sitting there going, why am I putting something in the hive that's going to attract um, um, wax moths? And so I, I don't usually get them except for the drone frames. I do put drone frames in. So that's just a, a quick little overview of frames. Um, I'm going to stop here tonight because um, unfortunately I have run out of time. Um, but I think it's a good uh, quickie for the library crew to get to know what we're doing here and to uh, start subscribing so that they can get more of our classes. Anyways, if you guys like what we're doing here, make sure you press that thumbs up or give me a five-star rating. It helps the algorithms draw more people to our podcast and our video cast now. And of course, if you need to contact me, remember fatbhoneyranch at gmail.com. Thank you all, and we'll talk to you soon.